Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Hey, everybody. So I'd posted a picture on Instagram last night that said something to the effect of too much focus on the micro, the macro matters also. And it was just a snapshot of what I had written thus far in 2022. It was sort of a a follow-up post to a quick video I had posted of a huge block of training that I've done, mostly base training, similar to what I was talking about in an earlier podcast after coming off of the Ecuador race and then riding there for a week. Getting into some early races here in January, it was throwing off my time schedule. Like When I'm racing in January, I felt like everyone was racing everywhere else and I forget that I'm in this South Florida bubble and that even just five hours north in North Florida, it can be pretty cold. And I had forgotten that I used to be in my basement training and trying to get outside on the weekends and I wasn't able really to ride outside during the week because I was still selling medical devices. But anyways, the macro picture is something that I often use as motivation. And while I've talked a lot on this channel about the small micro optimizations that you make in the micro, meaning the individual workouts on a day-to-day basis are important. But at the same time, we could make the case that eh, they're not that important. In the big picture, ride your bike consistently. That's always the number one thing. But we don't often think of monthly volume or weekly volume or you know how, how much is my volume changing year to year. So I want to backpedal here for a second to reiterate that the micro, it does matter. The workouts that you do day to day, they do matter. What I'm saying is that if you change a workout or you're not feeling it and you skip a workout and you ride endurance or you have to be nimble with the calendar, right? It's training peaks is not the Bible. And so what I do sometimes when I'm maybe just not feeling the ride or I'm not feeling waking up here in Florida super, super early to beat the traffic, I don't think of the micro win because sometimes that doesn't motivate me. It's like, oh, great, I'm going to go do a VO2 max workout or, oh, great, I've got a long endurance ride. And I'm like, ugh, not really like motivation is not there. But then I think, yeah, but don't you want to hit 80 hours this month? Don't you maybe want to hit 90 hours this month? Don't you want to hit your weekly goal of being on the bike for 20 hours? And when I think of that, 
I know that I can't miss. I'm like, okay, I got to just go get this done. Do this because even if in the micro, even if that day I'm not super stoked that I got my workout done, maybe I'm a little tired. At the end of the week, when I'm looking back at the numbers, I will definitely be stoked. And so I think that's something that we should talk a little bit more about on this channel. And it's something that I do think back to comments when people have seen videos that I've posted on YouTube and they look back at my training and they say, damn, you've done 10,000 mile years quite often. And that used to be my target, 10,000 miles. And for being in upstate, I felt like that was pretty legit because this was pre-Zwift days where all the OGs said indoor miles do not count. And I'm not even going to get – I don't really believe that. But that's just the rule. So I have months where the quote-unquote miles didn't count. The hours I have uh, in WKO, but we just, yeah, didn't count them. So I know Zwift is definitely counting the miles. I do think it's interesting. Zwift miles are, I think, a little inflated. I see a lot of people doing 50 miles in two hours. That seems not super realistic all the time, but whatever. Who would... We should only be comparing ourselves to our previous selves at the end of the day. So however you're keeping track, keep track and take a look back. You know, what did you do last January, February? Were you able to beat it this year? What did you do last June, July, August? Maybe it was lower, but, you know, why is that? Maybe you went on and did a bunch of crits. You know, I talked to an athlete who had pretty low volume for being a cat one in the summer because his team was flying all over the place and doing lots of crits. And he then asked me, he's like, Hey, so I'm actually going to this, you know, this race this weekend, the road race is pretty short at 60 miles. And then there's a crit the next day, what are you going to do? And I said, I just ride after and people will look at you like you're crazy. I mean, I've done 80 mile road races and hung around, like I'll go do, I'll make sure the results are right. I'll go ride for 15 minutes, then hopefully do the podium if I'm on it. If not, then you don't even have to worry about waiting around. And I'd go ride another hour. And while I don't think that's always necessary, I think there's something really good to doing it. And you get back to your car and your car is the only one there and you're unloading, like, you know, getting ready, packing up. It feels pretty good. It's like I got my volume in and definitely for a crit, the thing about crits is sometimes the crits not till three in the afternoon or two. So it's sort of hard to ride after. So maybe you then train on Monday and take Tuesday as a rest day, trying to keep that continuity going. But it, I mean, that's, I should hesitate to say that because a crit is really intense. So you might need to recover. But that being said, I think you want to look at some of these crits. They're not all A races for you. Some of them are training races. And if you really want to get better, volume is a really good thing to do that. And it's tough though, right? You go to a local crit and the people that you know from the other city next to you are there and the people that are within your like three-hour racing bubble are there and you want a place where you know you can place or sometimes you go ride for two hours before you do the crit and then you ride for half an hour after, and now you've got three and a half hours done. But, you know, we all have an ego, and we all don't want to ride and do the race uh, with two hours in the legs. 
But I think the first step in getting over that is go to some of your training races with that might be, say, an hour and a half during the week. Go to those with two hours in your legs. You'll race differently because you can't just boss every move that you want to boss. You have to be a little bit more selective. And you know what that's like. That's like racing with faster people. When I'm doing a pro race, I'm real choosy because <laughs> you get burned quickly. And I've talked plenty of times on this channel of how many times I've made the wrong move and you get dropped. Like you, you pay the price. It's very similar to a cat three that if he attacks off the front in a one, two, three race, we're going to catch him. People are going to counterattack him and he might be out the back or he's definitely not going with the next move. Just because they're not as strong, they can't, you know, make stupid moves, right? You have to be really smart. And I would encourage you to work on your personal education of bike racing. And this is like a retrospective podcast because I've talked about that a lot. You know, the teams that I've been on, we've won way more races than we should have because we, number one, raced as a team, but number two, we raced very intelligently. And I'm super proud of that. And I always, you know, I look back at Vatsik, who was probably the first teammate I had that was, he taught me a lot about when I made the wrong move. And even if we won, it was like, yo, man, think about this scenario. What would have been better? Think about this scenario. What would have been better? And it's, it's always funny because I try to instill that in people that I ride with. And you have to be careful though, right? Your friend just wins a race. You don't want to roll up and be like, yo, dude, you screwed that up because that's actually how he would ride. <laughs> he would ride up to me, literally would cross the line, be super excited that we just won. He's like, yo, man, that was the wrong move. And he wasn't being poo-poo. He just wanted to help me get better. Botsik's one of my favorite teammates of all time. He was so strong. We gelled really well together. Super nice guy, ridiculously smart, was getting his master's at Cornell and we'd be at a stage race and he's doing crazy homework assignments and locking himself in his room for, I don't know if he, I don't think he was doing like a thesis, but at one point I remember it was at Killington. He had a uh, huge paper project, just had stuff all over the room and it was, it was not stuff all over the room, but you could tell he had been working. So digressing here a little bit, but think of the big picture. It really matters. And it's the big picture is a fun motivator. And I think it's just a different way to stay hyped about your training because we all get in ruts. And when you're in that rut and you're like, why am I doing this? Or these workouts aren't exciting me. Just think, hey, I want to get I want to keep my volume up. I want to keep riding because there's going to be a day where you are super stoked about the micro. So it doesn't have to be macro or micro. It has to be macro and micro. There's too much or it's I'm in this or that I do this or I train that. How about you train both? Hmm. Hmm. Let's go, baby.